Hey, how you doing? Hi, Jim. Hi, DL. Are you excited to be doing this podcast? Not really. No. Oh, sorry. I mean, yes and no. I don't have a whole lot of excitement today. You don't have a lot of excitement today? Yeah. So why are you doing the podcast? We could do this any day. We're the ones who decide. but we committed to doing it every time we're together this month. So you like to punish yourself? No, I like to commit to a practice. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard sometimes, but I feel ultimately it polishes this part of me that doesn't often get polished. So you're choosing to be here. Yes. You want to be here. I want to be here. But you're not excited to be here. No. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. I'm okay with that. It's not like I'm going against my, I'm, I'm consenting, yet I'm also showing up as I am. And with that, welcome, friends, whether you're excited <laughs> to listen to us or not, to the Intimacy Cadre podcast. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Here we are. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm okay. I'm excited to be here. Okay, good. <laughs> I like what we're talking about tonight. Mm, which is? We decided we are going to talk about dance. Mm. And in the practice of intimacy that I follow that I know has influenced you, we talk about having three keys to intimacy. And that comes from the teachings of a woman named Margot Anand, who wrote a book called The Art of Sexual Ecstasy. And there's a whole school that I follow called Sky Dancing Tantra. And they talk about three keys to being able to open up intimacy, basically in your body. So we talked about the communication piece. But we talk about three keys. Mm -hmm. And I often don't follow what other people say ever. (laughs) Often ever. But this you like. I do. And it works. And yes. (laughs) (laughs) So those three keys are breath, Mm -hmm. movement, Mm -hmm. and sound. And sound. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk more about the movement piece. We talked about the breath piece a bit with our sexual energy intro to sexual energy podcast a little bit ago, but I'm really excited to talk about the dance piece. Mm-hmm. You love to dance. Yes. I love to dance. Yes. I love to dance alone. I love to dance with other people. I love to dance with you in partner dancing. I absolutely adore dancing, but it's not just because it's fun for me. For me, it also has I believe completely changed my life because mm. I was not always a dancer. I did not always claim to like dancing. Did you feel it in yourself and, and you couldn't quite express it or when did it wake up? So, yes, I would say I, I never was completely away from dance in the sense that I danced alone in front of mirrors, pretending I was performing mm. Sometimes singing, even though I'm, <laughs> I'm even shy. I still am a bit shy about singing. I want to dance with somebody. Oh. <laughs> All right. That was brave. That was, that was wait, wait. Can we back up for one second? Yes. We said breath, movement, and sound. What is the difference between movement and dance? Or are they the same thing? And how would you? Well, movement can be any movement. Mm-hmm. Walking is movement. Running is movement. Movement is an important piece, whether it's what we consider dancing. But I do tend to conflate the two. Mm -hmm. Because to me, we move 
but are we intent moving with intention? So for me, dance, even though there's all kinds of dance where people memorize the steps and the choreography, to me, that's dance, but it's not what I usually mean by dance. For me, dance is movement that is different from how you normally move, however that is, whether it's with your hands, your feet, your head, mm. something that breaks the pattern of your normal movements. Mm -hmm. That is not necessarily anyone else's definition of dance, but that's how I like to think of it because that to me is what changes our bodies, rewires them, reclaims our fullness. And I think dance is natural to who we are and we lose it. Kids dance all the time, children, small children dance. Why do we lose it? Where does it go? Where does it go? Mm -hmm. Where do you think it goes? Because uh, do you agree that people tend to lose it? Uh, well, I guess my I haven't been as focused on dance as you have throughout the years as far as the importance of it. Yes, it has been important for a long time. I haven't really looked at our culture and, and noticed the lack of it. I have, however, noticed especially how much children do things like that and the playfulness that, that lives in them and how they're often drawn to me because I still have those things. And then at some point, life gets serious and people stop having fun. So I guess my answer to where what happens to it is is people don't, they stop having fun? They stop, I don't know. I don't have the answer. Yeah, I think there's a lot of judgment around dance. They're not seeing Worried it. Worried about what other people they're think. They're not seeing it um, in their grownups. Mm. I often say we walk, we don't run in our society. I know there are societies like in Kenya where people are running all the time, but for the most part, we walk, we don't run, we move in particular ways, not in other ways. We don't see it mimicked and we are. Yeah, the play is taken out of us. The imagination is taken out of mm, us. That's tragic. Dance is almost like imagination with our bodies. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just remember when I started being able to move freely, truly, and what that did for me and what a nutrient that was and is. How yeah. nourishing. So to get to your question even more. So yes, I danced by myself, but there was a time when I was, uh, when um, my child was not yet born. So around 2007, so it's not really that many years ago, when I went to an outdoor, I went to an outdoor showing of a concert movie, The Talking Heads, Stop Making Sense. And I'm sitting in the seats watching this live music that I love, and a dance party breaks out in the street, and it was all ages. It was kind of like last night when we went dancing. It was all ages. There were young, and there was old. And people were just getting down and I looked at it and I felt like I had had a failing because I did not feel like I could get up and dance. And I felt, oh my gosh, there's something not quite right in me that that's going on, that that joy is happening. And I feel like I can't do that. It didn't take, if that planted a seed, it still took years for me to then start doing uh, free dancing, ecstatic dancing, five rhythms dancing, later chakra dancing. And that 
rewired me. That changed my life when I saw that there were places people can dance where there were where you didn't have to learn a bunch of moves, where you didn't have to learn any moves at all. And it was the kind of dancing I was already doing in front of my mirror and everybody was doing it and there weren't rules and there was that supportive, safe community. My whole body started changing. My, I started feeling free in myself. It started to carry over out in public. I started to be able to dance in public. I started to be able to dance where nobody else was dancing because it was incredibly empowering to feel that freedom to trust in my own self and realize, hey, people are now looking at me wishing that they could be part of this dance party and maybe planting that seed. I remember you saying to me once how it feels like a superpower that you can dance anywhere. Hmm. (laughs) And I'm not a skilled dancer. I'm not flexible. I'm not a ballet artist. I've got endless energy. Mm-hmm. I can go forever. <laughs> I can dance at great speed for a long time, but I don't have these amazing moves. Yeah, your dance endurance is fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and so I learned to dance by myself, and that to me opened me up to greater intimacy. I don't think mm-hmm. you and I would know each other if I hadn't started dancing. Mm-hmm. For one thing, it was my dancing that attracted oh, you in the first profile. place. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, the boldness of the dancing. But secondly, mm-hmm. it freed my body. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like I could express and do things that were true to me and that I was not going to let my fear of of not doing it well enough or fear that other people might look down on me or maybe judge me, uh, you know, like I was afraid of being seen for something I wasn't. Of all of the places that we've danced out in public, I have never actually felt judgment, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> people walk by and they're stoked. And so many people come by and talk to us in our... Except when we had an Abolish the Police banner behind us. Oh, well, that was a whole different story. <laughs> they, but they weren't judging our dancing. They were more confused by the fact that we were dancing with that banner behind yeah, us. they're like, what if this doesn't match up? <laughs> <laughs> so you've said before about the the things that make us human. Yes. Can you talk more about that? So I believe we are born with a, our full range of stuff. We are, we are intuitive people. We are loving people, we're caring people, but but we are also born with these bodies that we're meant to do more than shake hands, walk in straight lines, <laughs> follow just the rules that our full humanity involves both song and dance, mm. probably playing music, I beating on things. I love that. That's who like... we that's who we were born to be. And if you look at a lot of indigenous cultures, that's that's who people where what people still are, yeah. especially in, I mean, we're both Caucasian, especially in white European culture. I feel like a lot of that has been stripped from us. And there's a whole historical story around that in America. It's around Puritanism and believing all those things. Like there's a whole religious movement telling us those things were wrong for so long. And we haven't fully gotten out of that. We're still uptight and prudish, and we think there are certain things appropriate for our children, 
and certain things only appropriate at certain times of our life. Appropriate. I'm, people say I'm too I'm too old for that now. That's that's childish. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or I can't dance because we also have a society that only uplifts the best examples, the most mm. skilled, the most talented examples of that. Yeah. And we feel like we're not good enough and that so people sad. will laugh at us or Aww. people will make fun of us because people will laugh at us. You haven't felt it, mm -hmm. but I have. People do laugh at you. People do make fun of you. People mm -hmm. have seen my friend Allie and I dancing and they say, go back to California Oh, <laughs> and things like that. Don't you think there's a thread in there that's like, damn, I'm going to make fun of these people because deep down in, I want to be doing that too. Yeah. I, maybe some haters are secret lovers. Some maybe. haters might be haters. I don't know why mm -hmm. you would hate on people dancing, but we get, a, we were kicked out of a mall for dancing. There was no, we weren't playing music. Like we had headphones on and the, and people like, you know, mall walk all day long and they're not all shopping in the mall. Mm -hmm. And we're just in there dancing. People were delighted watching. There was still plenty of room to move around and we were kicked out of the mall because mm. dancing was inappropriate. We're, dancing is inappropriate. We saw the movie Footloose. Isn't that the whole point of the movie Footloose? Mm -hmm. So there has been a weird war on dancing and people feel very self-conscious. Mm. Just like the, when we talk about sound, they're going to feel very self-conscious about their voices and using their voices. Yeah. And breathing, maybe less so. Oh, because breathing, we have to do. Or we we have to do. Right. Even though it might be tight and constricted. and Right. The <laughs> tightness is what I see. Yeah. People are so tight. Mm -hmm. I'm still tight in my body. I am not flexible. And yet I would be a thousand times tighter if I did not feel free to dance, feel free to wear the colorful clothes I do, <laughs> feel free to be me. And that's been a relatively recent change in my life. So you could say you're too old, but this didn't really start for me until I was 39, 40 years old. And I'm 49 right now. So it's it's a 10 year, it's only been a 10 year process of that kind of change. But these have been the happiest years of my life. I had depression for so much of my life. I didn't love my own company. Now I can go out on a dance floor and dance by myself. Last night we went out to dance. And the music started, and I asked you to dance. You're like, right, right now, you know, right away. I'm, like, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not, not ready. ready. <laughs> Which is unusual for her not to be ready to dance. <laughs> and I was like, okay, take your time. I'm going out right now. Yeah. And I just went out and started dancing right away, because I have that freedom in me. And when you see it, when you see that freedom in someone else, it's extremely attractive. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be the best looking person in the world or anything. When they have that freedom in them, they are, they open themselves to be seen by someone else, to be known by someone else in their most human way. And that opens the door for, I believe, intimacy. Mm. That's why it's a key. Yeah. It opens the door. Mm. So you don't have to dance in this way I dance, which is very <laughs> frenetic usually, unless I'm dancing with you. Yeah, which is so fun. Do you want to talk about that aspect? The, sure. The partner dancing aspect and what that brings? Because that's a whole different thing. Yeah, we were just talking because we were reflecting on the past year and a half together and how 
a particular event and dance lesson really changed our relationship to dancing with each other. It it was a total game changer. Almost a year ago. Yeah. And yeah, we learned. And in fact, people can listen to that because there's a whole (laughs) episode on our uh, website, on the podcast page of our website at intimacy.synergize.co slash podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a whole thing called crygasm, which is about a sexual experience, but it's about the whole night. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot about the dance and how much that brought to us. So Mm -hmm. that was a really significant night Mm -hmm. in our lives. If you want to hear all about that, (laughs) but you want to keep going. Yeah. I was just saying that that learning how to connect in that way that they taught in that class and and listening to each other's bodies, especially the lead and the follow, that was total game changer for our partner dancing. So how to listen to the lead and follow. And mm-hmm. so what was the key to helping you understand the lead, follow, the connection of lead and I think follow? that where not using your arms as much, like not guiding with the arms or muscling or holding on too tight, but like really feeling the connection via there us it's more our hips but like or via the sternum or whichever part of the body you're connecting with depending on what kind of dance you're doing so it's the shifts in the gravity between Mm -hmm. that connecting point so if i twist one way you will feel one thing you'll feel it a certain way yeah and so it's a whole form of communication and Mm -hmm. it's a whole form of invitation and acceptance i mean partner dancing you still have a lead and follow there's probably a clear what we would call quote unquote masculine role, even though women can lead and men can follow. Uh, but there's this clear role mm-hmm. role. And that's an interesting thing too, because a lot of times in our relationships, one person tends to gravitate towards that or another. And sometimes I like to play with switching that up with you. Yeah. And then there's this whole other dance modality that we don't really do very well, but, uh, <laughs> or, <laughs> but we love to do called contact improvisation mm. where we, continuously switch whose energy is basically leading and whose is following and it's this beautiful interplay it's a it's like it's totally improvisational and dialogue driven between our bodies yeah it's really fun rather than me (laughs) saying hey we're gonna swing this way and we're gonna swing that way and we're gonna do it so there's all these different types of dancing and it's uh, to me beautiful Mm -hmm. but i would just really love to encourage people to dance no matter what, whether they have someone to dance with or not, whether their partner's willing to dance or not, that they just, if they just move, they'll get somewhere. Because a lot of times we have thoughts, we know it's wrong and we can't make the changes in our lives. We know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. We know it's what's not going right in our lives. So what are you going to shake it up? You're going to be able to talk yourself out of it. You don't, you already know the answer and the thing's still not changing. So something has to change in your body. And that's where the breath movement and sound pieces Mm -hmm. come in. And so movement is, is a key to, um, to making a greater alignment between your body and your mind and your heart and your soul so that you can have that greater intimacy with yourself that opens you up to greater intimacy with others. Yeah, just like how when animals, for instance, experience some kind of trauma or whatever, they shake. They shake kind of all day long. Same thing with us. Our things settle into our bodies, and when we move them, we can rearrange and clear out and 
whatever else. Mm -hmm. 100%. <laughs> Not to co-opt your phrases from you. <laughs> Maybe I should use 122%. So how are you feeling? I feel better. You feel, I feel better? Yeah, I feel a little bit more perked up. So after we're done with this podcast, within mm -hmm. the next probably couple minutes, mm -hmm. would you dance with me? Yes! <laughs> yes! I'm dancing with you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so what announcements do we have? You've got to talk. Yeah, I've got my ecstatic pussy talk coming up soon in a week. On Last a, now. Yeah. yeah, less than a week on the 11th. February 11th, mm -hmm. 2023. Mm-hmm. On the ecstatic pussy yeah. for women mm -hmm. only. Yeah. <laughs> 6 30 8 p.m. Yes! In emergence movement and wellness. Here in Bozeman, Montana. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're doing one March 11th if you can't yeah, make the, the February same, 11th. Not the same thing, but same time, same place, same right. date. A continuation, but they don't have to come to the February 11th. No, no. March. no. Okay. They'll be, it'll be different, yet you don't, there's not a prerequisite. And it's uh, $25 yeah. per person. Mm -hmm. And they can pay you by Venmo. Mm -hmm. And you can find that on our website. Yes, yes. And <laughs> Where we want you to register. Bring a friend. Yeah, bring a friend. And our website, new website, intimacy.synergize.co. Amazing. What a cool <laughs> web address. One day we may have our own domain, but right now we don't. But it's a great website yeah, where you can find these it. podcasts and some other tools and register for the Ecstatic Pussy and other mm -hmm, events. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yay. You feel complete? Never. Never. <laughs> Just for now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.